This is the Seller Process Podcast, where we talk about the best systems, processes, and SOPs for your Amazon business so that you can regain control of your time, build up your team, and scale your e-com empire. Hello, entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Seller Process Podcast. Gianmarco here, and today we're going to discuss the process to find suppliers in India, which has recently become a very hot topic as it can be a potentially very good alternative to sourcing from China. And to discuss India sourcing, we have with us today one of the most experienced person about this topic that you can find out there, and that is Megla. Megla has over 20 years of experience in Asia sourcing industry, and she's the co-founder of India Sourcing Network, a first of its kind platform that provides importers everything they need to build private label brands sourcing from India. Megla also runs the Asian Sellers Seller, a community for e-commerce sellers in Asia to help them start and grow their businesses. So Megla, thanks you, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Gianmarco, for having me. Super excited to be talking about sourcing from India. Great. So, Megla, before we dive into the process of finding suppliers, I'd like you to share something you told me in our pre-interview chat, which people should be aware of uh, even before looking for supplier suppliers, and which is that India is not like China where we can find anything we can possibly imagine, right? You told me that there are some type of products that we can find in India and some others we cannot. So can you briefly touch on that? What can we find in India and why should we consider sourcing from there? Yes, and that's a great question to start with uh, because, you know, India specializes in certain kinds of products and most of these products, I would say, are made from natural materials, so uh, just to give you some examples of the types of materials and products that you can source from India, one of the biggest categories is apparel and textiles, and uh, especially cotton textiles. In fact, India is the largest producer of cotton in the world. And so if you're sourcing any type of uh, cotton textiles, furnishings, apparel, India is the place to go. Also for organic cotton, India is, is a really good source for that. Um, other categories that are specifically very attractive to Amazon e-commerce sellers are home decor items that are made from things like metal, wood, ceramic, glass, all of the naturally occurring kind of materials. That's another category. Also, we have leather items, so genuine leather products, such as leather garments, bags, wallets, accessories, those kinds of things. Then you have a lot of eco-friendly items that are being produced in India. For example, vegan leather is a big category. And there are um, companies that are experimenting with different kinds of materials like um, cork, or cactus-based materials or pineapple fibers, you know, those kinds of innovative materials. Then there's also eco-friendly materials like jute or hemp um, that, that those are also available in India. And then we have a lot of fashion products. So jewelry, fashion accessories, uh, hats, caps, gloves, those kinds of things as well. Um, woolen products, sweaters, shawls, pashmina shawls are very famous in India as well. Um, and then, you know, some of the other categories are also food items. I mean, those maybe people will not really, you know, consider, especially if they're just starting out. But if you do want to do tea or spices or herbs, those are great categories as well. What you can't find in India are really electronics and electrical products as of now. So if you're looking for more of the natural kind of products, those are better sourced in India. Also, um, 
generally labor costs are lower in India than they are in China. So if you are looking for something that has more of manual work involved, then that might be better or cheaper to source from India. Great, sounds interesting. You just gave me also some ideas for my own brand. Actually, I think it's uh, it goes very much in line with the current trends. You know, these uh, eco-friendly products or alternative materials. So that's very interesting to consider India for for those type of products. So let's let's assume that you guys have a private label brand that is interested in launching products of this category that Megla just mentioned, right? So then. Let's let's dive in into the process to find suppliers in India. So let's start from the most simple ones and then we, we proceed with the most complex ones. So where do we start if we want to find a supplier in India? Right. So the very first place you can start with is Google. <laughs> Just Google for, you know, like your product category, manufacturer, India, exporter, India, and you'll be able to find suppliers because Google as a search engine is not blocked in India. Like in China, Google is blocked. So a lot of the suppliers' own websites are not indexed on Google, but that's not the case in India. So that's a, a good place to start. Now, when you do a Google search, then you'll see that most of the initial search results are actually of supplier directories. So you might need to go to page two or scroll a little bit and make sure that you're actually going to the supplier's own website um, you know, to, to find manufacturers. So that's the first thing. The second thing you can do is go to some of the export-focused supplier directories. And one of the two main directories out there are Global Sources and Alibaba. So Alibaba and Global Sources, these are two main international export-focused supplier directories where you can search for suppliers. And they, of course, focus mostly on China. And I would say like 95% of the suppliers on these two directories are from China. But there are also India suppliers and suppliers from other countries as well. In fact, both of these companies have offices in India and they're very actively recruiting suppliers for their websites. Now, when you go to these uh, um, directories or websites, you need to do a search for the product and then you need to use the country location filter to find Indian suppliers because there's so many Chinese suppliers on these websites that the Indian suppliers are sometimes, you know, just buried there. So keep that in mind. Now, the good thing about the suppliers that you find on these websites is that they will be export focused or export experienced. And um, they may or may not be manufacturers. So you may have to do a bit of due diligence or make sure that they are manufacturers because these websites do have trading companies as well. So those are the two major directories that you can start with. Then um, my own platform, indiasourcing.net, that's also a source to find um, manufacturers. And we, in fact, vet suppliers to ensure that they are manufacturers, they have their own factories, and they are also import, uh, export experienced. Because when you're sourcing from India, it's very important to source only from exporters. There are lots of companies in India that are domestic focused and they have no idea about the standards and about you know, the certifications or the requirements of export markets. And some of them don't even have export licenses, so they won't even be able to ship your product outside of India. So make sure that the supplier is export experienced. There's another website that will often come up that is India Mart. And you should be very cautious when you're using that website because a lot of the suppliers on this website are actually domestic focused and they are distributors, wholesalers, retailers who are actually selling in the domestic market. In fact, there are many importers that are actually importing products from China and selling domestically on that website. In fact, even the prices mentioned on India Mart are in Indian rupees. So just be very, very careful when you're uh, looking for um, suppliers on, on Google and India Mart comes up. Another source to find suppliers is export promotion councils. Now, these councils are government organizations, and they're, they're basically tasked with increasing exports in certain categories. So, for example, there is um, a cotton export promotion council, handicrafts, 
uh, toys, electronics, and a range of you know, different industries have these councils. And what you can do is search for a specific council in your industry, go to their website and try to find their directory. Usually most of the councils will have a directory either online or they'll be able to email you a directory. And that's a good list to start with because all of these companies are exporters. Um, again, to be a part of this council, they have to have an export license. So at least you're sure that these are exporters, but they may or may not be manufacturers with their own factories. That's something that you have to you know, confirm, but they are at least exporters. So it's a good list to start with. And um, the other issue with sometimes, you know, these export promotion council lists is that uh, there may not be a lot of information about each of the suppliers. Maybe they just have some basic company profile information and the contact details. So you have to do a little bit of digging yourself to find out what exactly is the expertise of these suppliers, right? So that's another way. And then you can also uh, go to trade shows. So there are a couple of different trade shows that are held in, uh, in Delhi, and we'll talk about trade shows in a bit. But because some of the trade shows are, I mean, the trade shows are not being held currently, there are virtual trade shows. So you could actually just search for Delhi Fair, which is one of the main export-focused fairs uh, that's held in India, find the suppliers. And again, these are export-focused companies um, at this fair. So yeah, I mean, those are some of the ways to start looking for suppliers when you want to source products from India. Great, great. Sounds interesting. So guys, we got already like several sources where we can start our research from. So uh, to to summarize what Michael just said, you, you can start looking at Ali, uh, Alibaba Global Sourcing or even starting from Google. Then uh, Megla's website actually provides vetted companies. So that's probably the, the, fir the first choice for you to, to, to start your research. IndiaSourcing.net. Then there is IndiaMart. Uh, look for export promotion councils and uh, trade virtual trade shows because now uh, all the traders, trade shows also have their own website. So that's very interesting. And uh, But when once we find our the potential suppliers, is there any like India specific uh, tricks or things that we need to be aware of when we when we look at these uh, suppliers pages? Because you just said we need to be aware of uh, uh, maybe uh, exports um, companies that buy from China and resell from India in charging Indian rupees. So, uh, what what are some tricks that we can implement to to really discover who are the the legit ones? So, uh, how can we vet them ourselves? Right. So there are three things that you need to check for each supplier when you're vetting them. And of course, it also depends on where you found the supplier. So let's say you found the supplier on Google or India Mart or one of the, the you know, uh, sources that maybe are not that reliable. You need to uh, check a couple of things. First of all, you need to check that the company is legitimate. That is, it is a real company and it's not an individual just, you know, like a trader or somebody just sitting in their basement and sourcing products from other factories. I mean, this happens in China. This happens in India as well. You need to be aware of that. So make sure that the company is legitimate. The second thing you need to check is if the company has their own factory, if they're a manufacturer. And this is important if you do want to source from a manufacturer. You know, some people want to source via a trading company, and that's fine. There are pros and cons of sourcing via a trading company versus manufacturer. But if you are developing your own product, you it's, it's sometimes better to work directly with a manufacturer. So you need to check that. Then the third thing you need to check is that they should be export experienced. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's very important that you work with an export experience company because local companies sometimes don't have an idea of how to export and there, there may be quality issues as well. Now, there are ways to validate or check each of these things. So there are a couple of documents that you can check for each supplier. 
The first document that you should check is the GST registration uh, certificate. So every company in India is given a GST registration, which is goods and services tax. And this GST needs to be filed every month. So what you can actually do is um, get the company's GST number. And usually the GST number is either available on their website or maybe another website. So do a Google search for the company name plus GST number. Once you get their GST number, then do another Google search for this government website where you can check GST information. So just do a search for, you know, check GST India and you'll come to this government website. Plug in the GST number of the company on this website and you'll get some basic information about the company, such as who are the founders, how much capital they have, uh, what is their main business focus, what product categories. And you'll also be able to check their filing table, like how have they been filing their GST every month or not? And there are a couple of things that you want to look for over here. First of all, you want to make sure that you see the word factory or manufacturer on the GST certificate, because that tells you that, yes, they are you know, a factory. Now, just because there's the word factory written there doesn't mean that they produce all the products in-house. You know, it is possible that for some companies, they may produce some products in-house, whereas they might outsource other products. So you just have to be sure that the company is actually producing the products that you want uh, in their factory. Then the second thing you can check is how frequently have they been filing their GST? And if there are gaps, for example, they haven't filed their GST for two or three months, then that's a red flag and you need to be aware of that. The second thing you should check is their import-export code. It's also known as the IEC code. Similar to GST, this can also be validated online. So again, find the IEC code of that company. Every company is issued an IEC code. Um, you can either find it online or you can ask the company to send the IEC code to you. And it's, it's very common in India to ask for documents. Don't hesitate to ask for their business license or anything. They're, they're more than willing to give those documents. Get the IEC code. And then again, search for this website. It's a government website where you can validate IEC numbers. Uh, plug in the company's IEC code and you'll get some basic information about when they were issued the IEC certificate, how long they have been exporting for, and again, what is their business type, product categories, you'll get information there as well. So these are two uh, you know, main ways of validating suppliers and making sure that they are A, manufacturers, they are legitimate companies, and that they are exporters. Awesome, awesome. These are really pro tips you can you, you cannot easily find anywhere else. So... Uh, Keep guys in mind that to, to check the GST registration certificate and the EIC code. Uh, that's, that's really important if you really want to make sure that you are dealing with a legitimate company. That's great. So, uh, but if people, let, let's say somebody wants to uh, work with, uh, not directly with the companies, but going through, through a sourcing agent, is that a viable option in, in India? Like, like sometimes it is in, in China? Yes, definitely. So there are lots of different types of sourcing agencies in India. There are, you know, large companies that have multiple offices in various locations. There are also smaller companies that are mainly based in maybe the metropolitan cities. And there are also individuals that you can hire uh, on your behalf to do sourcing. So it really depends on what your requirements are. Um, and usually what happens is when you work with a sourcing agent, they manage the entire process for you, starting from, you know, searching for suppliers, negotiating, placing orders, and they also do the quality control uh, checking for you. Of course, in some cases, if the if there if the order is you know large, then you may want to get a third party inspection company to do a formal inspection for you. But if it's a small order, then your sourcing agent can also just go to the factory and do you know an an ins inspection. Um, it's important to choose a sourcing agency that is based in the city where you are 
um, sourcing your product from because India is a big country and you don't want your sourcing agent to be to have to travel to different cities because that will be an additional expense and they will ask you to pay for it. So, you know, make sure that um, uh, usually sourcing agencies, they have um, uh, representatives in different cities or they're able to travel. Like, for example, if the uh, sourcing agent is based in Delhi, which is the capital, then they're able to travel to the production centers around Delhi, which are maybe, you know, two, two to three hours uh, distance by by road. So that's totally fine. But if your sourcing agent is in the north and you're sourcing a you know garment product from the south, then that's going to be very difficult. The agent is not going to be able to travel to the factory often. So that's something to keep in mind. And then the other thing is that sourcing agents usually charge between five to 10% as their service fee. And this is based on the FOB value or the X factory value of your order. So, um, you know, sometimes people or, or, or buyers think that, oh my God, 5%, that's a lot. And that's, you know, taking 5% off my margin. But you need to think about your time as money as well. So a sourcing agent saves you a lot of time and effort because you don't have to go out there and vet the company yourself and talk to the company yourself. You have the sourcing agent doing all of that for you. And sometimes uh, if you're totally new to a product category, then the sourcing agent can also help you um, with product development and advise you on how to you know, structure the product or how to develop the product so that it's, it's, it's really high quality. Um, also make sure that the sourcing agent is familiar with the product category that you are sourcing, because sometimes in India, sourcing agents specialize in certain categories. So you want to make sure that they have you know, suppliers in the category that they are doing. And sometimes sourcing agents will just tell you upfront that, hey, we are not experienced in this category. We can't help you. Sorry. So just move on to another one. Um, yeah. So those are some tips to, to, to work with sourcing agents. Interesting. And um, if people want to consider finding a sourcing agent, uh, what are your suggestions? How can they reach out to them? So uh, you can Google, first of all. I mean, if you want to find a sourcing agent, um, just try to Google. Again, you need to interview the sourcing agent and make sure that they are um, you know, reputable and they have uh, um, dealt with, the, with, with your product category. And at India Sourcing Network, we also have a few vetted sourcing agents. So you could also go to the website and uh, contact any of our sourcing agents over there. And uh, we, we mentioned the product categories that each sourcing agent specializes in. And, um, you know, we know that these are reliable agencies because they have worked with other buyers in the past uh, that we know of. And um, they are willing to work with smaller buyers because a lot of the Amazon e-commerce sellers are kind of, you know, entrepreneurial buyers just starting out. And sometimes sourcing agents don't want to work with smaller buyers because, you know, the orders are too small and they have to, in fact, uh, put in a lot of time and effort for uh, orders for newer buyers because newer buyers tend to have more questions and they need more help. So we have vetted these companies and they are, you know, willing to work with these with the smaller Amazon e-commerce buyers. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. So guys, really take advantage of Magla's website, uh, indiasourcing.net, because it really provides valuable valuable resources for you to start sourcing from India. So uh, you mentioned before already, like another another way that we can find suppliers, which has been always, you know, um, a very viable way, even in China with the Canton Fair. So it's going to trade shows. So obviously, I, I know not many people who are listening will go actually to trade shows, but actually that I think it's one really one of the best way actually to source products. So can you briefly touch on that point and maybe people can consider going to to India directly once maybe after, after they will find their supplier for the first time from Alibaba or global sources or all the other the other ways you just mentioned maybe to take a step further they might decide to go to the 
to the to a trade show. So what are they and what can be the benefits uh, to to actually attend a trade show? Yeah, and Jenmarka, I totally agree with you. I mean, trade shows are one of my favorite ways to find suppliers as well. Nothing really beats, you know, traveling to a trade show, meeting so many suppliers at the same time and and uh, seeing so many hundreds of products at the same time it's just a game changer for people who you know have been sourcing online and they go visit a trade show for the first time and i can't wait to get back to trade shows as well so in india there are a couple of uh, key trade shows and and for amazon e-commerce sellers there's the uh, delhi fair that's held twice a year every april and october and uh, it is sort of known as the canton fair of india and uh, there are about um 4000 or so suppliers and most of the suppliers are uh producing home decor items made of metal wood those kinds of products a lot of handcrafted products um uh, apparel fashion accessories so those kinds of categories that are really good for amazon sellers uh furnishings as well um and uh, um so you know the, the good thing about this fair is that it's organized by the export promotion council for handicrafts so this is export focused all the companies at this fair are exporters and it is not open for domestic buyers so all the buyers there are only overseas buyers or representatives of overseas buyers in india so i really like this fair because the quality of products is top notch and also the suppliers over there are are very experienced in terms of uh, exporting so that's one fair that you can attend and uh, in fact the delhi fair is being held in person this october so after two years they have uh, you know decided to do the fair in person but of course not a lot of overseas buyers are going to be traveling and i would not recommend anybody to travel at this time but it's a really good sign that things are kind of opening up and you know going back to normal and hopefully next year in april the fair will be bigger and i, I think some people will be able to travel uh, to india and in fact i host a sourcing trip to this fair uh, twice a year as well and that, that's called india sourcing trip and it's basically an 8 day tour where we take uh, importers to the fair and we also host like a conference over there teach people how to source take them to the fair we have coaches uh, during the trip as well and then we also do a trip to taj mahal which is one of the seven wonders of the world so it's like a learning sourcing plus a cultural experience trip so yeah i mean that's one fair and then there are other fairs that are held like for leather there's a fair there's a apparel and textiles fair but not all of the fairs are export focused so if you go to any of the other fairs there may be domestic companies as well over there so unless you are very specialized in that category i would not recommend going to the other fairs but if you are really specialized in apparel for example then yes you should visit the apparel fair uh, but if you're just a regular amazon seller looking for you know cool products to source and especially in the home home products kind of category then uh, delhi fair is the place to go awesome awesome and uh, i totally agree and uh, i i really endorse the fact to go to to trade shows because i've been living in china for 6 years and i know how important it is to like have have a a drink a, a sip of wine and not just a sip with with factory <laughs> owners and uh, you know that really makes builds up the, your relationship with the, with the factory and the, their managers so that you can get like a better much better deals in the future so that's definitely a way to build up relationship if you would like to step up your sourcing game consider going to to a trade show in the future so uh megla before we wrap up i'd like to ask you the last question uh, what do you think uh, are the most common mistakes people make in sourcing from india i think one of the biggest mistakes people make is uh, sourcing or not sourcing from the right company and uh, there are a couple of things that you need to keep in mind when selecting a company 
So, um, you know, as I mentioned, export experience, that is really important. You have to make sure that they are export experienced. The second thing that you should check is that, do they have the capability or experience in your specific category? Because in India, and this happens in China as well, a lot of suppliers, they don't want to say no. And if you go to ask them, hey, can you make this product? Even if they don't make the product in-house, they'll go find their friend who makes that product or subcontract to another company because they don't want to lose that opportunity. They don't want to lose the, the, the order and the money, right? So they're very opportunistic to some extent. So try to understand the supplier's core capability, what exactly is they do, what kinds of products have they produced in the past, what kind of buyers do they have, and then decide on whether or not you want to work with the company. So that's one of the biggest things. If you select the right supplier, half of your, you know, you, you probably not have any quality issues uh, down the line. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is to source from the supplier uh, that's right for you in terms of size. If you're a smallish company, don't source from a really large supplier that is only, um, you know, has MOQs of tens of thousands. Source from a small, mid-sized company that will be more accommodating to your requirements. So that's one thing. Choose the right supplier based on your specific requirements. I think the other common mistake uh, that I see people making is not being very clear in their requirements to the supplier and just assuming that the supplier knows what kind of quality they are looking for because quality is very subjective, right? I mean, in, in sourcing, quality is nothing but the adherence to specifications. That is what quality is. So if your specifications are not clear, then the supplier will just assume whatever they, they think is best for your product or whatever is cheapest for them, right? And then that's what they will do. So make sure that you have very detailed requirements for your product, your specifications, and don't let the supplier assume anything. That's great. That's great. These are also uh, applicable to general sourcing, and uh, I am sure mm -hmm. also um, for for India sourcing, it's uh, it's a really a game game changer if you don't make these mistakes. So, guys, uh, Meglav wrote uh, an ebook called uh, India Sourcing, where you can find everything about what we just talked about today. We, we today we focused only on the on finding suppliers process, but you can find in the in her ebook uh, everything from logistics and uh, and culture indian culture and so on and you can find you can you can download this ebook uh, in the show notes of this episode that you can find at the sellerprocess.com just go uh, download this ebook to to read everything about india sourcing and uh, make sure you you read that before you approach indian suppliers and and just uh, re-listen to this episode to not to make these mistakes and and follow the tips that megla just shared so remember go to the show notes at the sellerprocess.com and find the ebook and download it so uh, i think we had a very value-packed episode megla thank you very much for sharing your experience with us and i really look forward to to see you here again thank you Thank you so much for having me, Gianmarco. Bye. Hey, entrepreneurs. I hope you enjoyed the show and learned something from the interview. Remember to go grab the free resources for this episode at thesellerprocess.com. Check the links and tools in the show notes. And don't forget to sign up for our free email list to get the latest systems and SOPs shared exclusively with our subscribers. And now, entrepreneurs... It's time for action.